The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter in the guest co-host chair. Mackenzie Salmon at Mackenzie Salmon on Twitter. Two guests on Talk of Champions. Got Bunky Parkins coming up, as well as former Ole Miss linebacker Demarcus Gates. Colin Brister is out today on assignment, but Mackenzie sits in for him when she's not dropping videos as the digital sports reporter for the Clarion <laughs> Ledger. You'll likely find her blasting out thirst traps on Instagram. Hey, friend. Oh, my God. Hello, friend. I like that intro. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. How's everything going in your world? It's good. I'm trying to get, you know, the end of the football year stuff done so I can go home and kind of chill for the rest of the month. (laughs) Here's a question for you. Somebody asked me this. Would you rather be Ole Miss who lost the Egg Bowl and got Lane Kiffin or Mississippi State who won the Egg Bowl and kept Joe Moorhead? Ooh, tough question. I'm not saying this like in a biased way because I'm on your podcast, but in my opinion, I would rather be as a program in Ole Miss's position just because getting Lane Kiffin was huge. They barely lost in the Egg Bowl. You obviously know what happened. Their season this past year wasn't as bad as it looks on record. A lot of their losses were very close. I think Ole Miss has a lot of potential this upcoming season. And Lane obviously is a great recruiter. So I think the hype around the Ole Miss program, I would rather be in that position than I would be in Mississippi State's. I know we're coming in hot, and I know some Mississippi State fans are going to get mad at me like they always do and think I'm just kicking the hornet's nest, which I am to an extent. But You are. You know you are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But I feel like if you poll the majority of Mississippi State fans and they could keep their names anonymous, that yeah. they would prefer to trade in that Egg Bowl trophy and swap places, or not places, but at least head coaches. Definitely when it was announced that Moorhead would be staying another year or extended, I don't think fans were very happy about it because obviously Mississippi State does want to be nationally the national talk like Ole Miss did with getting Lane Kiffin. And I think this past season was kind of not a shocker, but like a dagger in the heart of, okay, can this program actually do well with Moorhead? And I mean, I might agree with what you have to say. I love Moorhead and Mississippi State. Everyone there has been so kind to me. So I don't want to talk bad about Mississippi State, but I I would agree (laughs) 
that I think a lot of fans would trade in an egg bowl trophy for maybe a different approach to coaching. There you go. You're saying it nicely. I know you got to protect sourcing down there. And it's not a knock on Joe Moorhead, but it was a not so well kept secret that Joe Moorhead (laughs) was on his way out before the egg bowl. I don't understand (laughs) why one game has such significance on the decision-making process of both universities. It's crazy. Coming down here from Indiana, I, I had always heard about the rivalry, but I didn't realize how important it was and how much it affected both universities down here as far as winning the Egg Bowl. With Joe Moorhead, I think if Mississippi State were to have lost the Egg Bowl, I don't necessarily think he would have gotten fired. I think maybe they would have let him go for the rest of his contract because if they were to fire him, of course, that looks bad on John Cohen, and that's not a look that they want as far as the university because they did go out on a limb getting Moorhead and you know having Tommy Stevens come in at the quarterback position. I think just all around for this past season, it was hard for the team, and the team just wasn't doing very well because they didn't have anyone at the leadership position at quarterback or someone on the team that could rally the guys together. And uh, it was just a weird season for Mississippi State. They're going to a bowl game, which will be fun, but it's, it was just a weird season altogether. I didn't mean to turn this into any type of Ole Miss-Mississippi State discussion, but McKenzie covers both schools, so it's nice to have an interesting perspective from the other side about this. Now, I was on Twitter the other day, and I was poking fun at Tyler Horka. He came down to ask a rivalry question. (laughs) I think what answer he got from Lane Kiffin in regards to Horka's question about the Egg Bowl made it seem, at least to me, you could tell me if I'm wrong, that he's going to de-emphasize that game, that that's not really the focus for him. Now, of course, it's important. You want to beat your rival, blah, 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 blah. But the whole idea that, oh, you got to beat Mississippi State because that's going to mean so much for your tenure, I don't think Lane Kiffin is viewing his tenure at Ole Miss through that lens. I just don't think that he's going to emphasize it like Mississippi State fans might want him to. And I think that's also important. Like you mentioned, he didn't really make a comment about the situation because the whole fact that they hired Lane Kiffin is because they're wanting to keep them on a national level. And when you're so worried about a rivalry like the Egg Bowl, it kind of makes you look like, I don't know, not that it's not at a national level, but I think Lane is so looking ahead towards recruiting and the future of the program of Ole Miss and having it continuously be successful goes to show how much the difference in the programs are as far as their approach to recruiting and and that. I don't know. It's crazy because Lane, like you said with the tweet, he didn't make a comment about it, but he did say, you know, everywhere you have rivalry games, but he's more focused on the competition as far as recruiting goes and getting the guys to stay home and go to Ole Miss. I don't know. It's funny. Funny is one way to look at it. Sure. (laughs) Sure. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. She's Mackenzie Salmon. Coming up in just a little bit, Demarcus Gates, former Ole Miss linebacker, as well as Bunky Perkins. Got a lot of ground to cover in this edition of Talk of Champions, but first, let me tell you about Impact by Ironwood and Sola. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits, earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS. Or go to www.impactolemiss.com. Make a difference. Make an impact. So a few years ago, a multi-generation Ole Miss family set out to do something a little different in the world-renowned Oxford culinary community. They wanted to bring a true wine bar to the square. Upon opening the wine bar in 2013, they discovered they had one of the Southeast's best young chefs in Erica Leip. Fascinated by diverse cultures and tastes, Erica proved herself to be a true visionary when pairing food and drink, constantly discovering new pairings, and creating seasonal offerings that took the classics everyone loves and twisting them up a notch to create something truly unique. Fast forward to 2019, the family felt that their food offerings were being undervalued and decided to lean on Erica's incredible culinary talents and rebrand the wine bar into one of the best restaurants in the Southeast. Enter Sola, and the rebrand has been a roaring success. They've broken sales records this fall and look to do the same throughout 2020, and they've accomplished this because they're all about the experience, bringing to you unique cuisine and lifted spirits. Come as you are, enjoy creative dishes and distinctive drinks as served by Erica and her team of food and beverage enthusiasts, skillfully combining ingredients from local purveyors with classic cooking techniques from all over the world. Simply put, Sola is the best restaurant in Oxford. 
So check them out. The website is solaoxford.com, S-O-L-A oxford.com, or give them a call at 662-238-3500. That's 662-238-3500. Also remember to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, using the at MS on all platforms. Sola in Oxford, on the Oxford Square. You cover recruiting. Ole Miss, even with Matt Lucas head coach, didn't have any of the top ten in Mississippi committed. You know the names, J.J. Pegues, McKinley Jackson, on down the line. J.J. seems to be leaning towards Auburn and Alabama. I yes. think he's going to come in for a visit this weekend to Ole Miss to maybe just hear out Lane Kiffin before he makes a decision on December 18th. How many of these kids in Mississippi, if you had to guess, just based on your conversations with them, are going to sign next week, the top 10 at least? Oof, I don't know, maybe like five, maybe? I don't know. Off Last year, 70% head? of recruits signed in the early signing period. I don't. It's, it's crazy because the, the kids I have talked to, they said, you know, with Matt Luke getting dismissed and Lane coming in, I know some decommitted, some stayed committed. <laughs> I really don't know. That's a great question. I know JJ's leaning towards Auburn from what I'm getting from it. But I don't know. I've seen him at Ole Miss quite a bit on some visits. I talked to him right before the state championship game and asked him a little bit about how he heard about the situation with Matt Luke getting fired, his thoughts on it. And I think his biggest concern was making sure that the upcoming class, they were still going to be tight knit like they were. Because I know Matt Luke was a big players coach. And I think him relating to the players like that and the players hearing from Twitter that he was fired. I think it was just a bunch of miscommunication. And I think J.J. Pegues, at least from what he told me, is he was more worried about the future of this upcoming class and whether or not the same kind of vibes were going to be going on with the new coaching staff coming in as it was when Matt Luke was there. So you think that he will give Ole Miss a real shot before deciding? I think he will. He said, at least before the state championship games happened, he said he hadn't talked to a lot of people about it in his recruiting class, but he said he was going to take it one day at a time. I think he's leaning more towards... Auburn but you know a lot more than I have he just expressed his concern about the changes that were going on as far as coaching goes something I heard and it's a great plan or it was a great plan before it kind of blew up because I think two of these three that I'm about to mention are going to be retained by Ole Miss one we know for sure in Brendan Chapman but Joe Moorhead tried to take advantage of the fact that Matt Luke was gone there were some staffers out there strong in-state staffers that Joe Moorhead wanted to bring to Mississippi State from Ole Miss assuming that they weren't going to be retained one being Jacob Peeler, who's officially been asked Ooh. by Lane Kiffin, so maybe he ends up at Mississippi State. Derek Nix, I think, is going to stay. Brennan Chapman, like I mentioned, he is staying. But that was the plan. It was a bold plan, but you can certainly understand what he was going for there. Sheesh. Sheesh, she Sheesh. says. That's my Sheesh. new thing. Yeah, is that the thing? Sheesh. You kids these days. You kids in your language. Kids. Oh, don't act like you're that much older. Whatever. I Just feel you're married and have kids. See, you say it, and it sounds so bad coming from you. <laughs> Why? I what? don't know, but it's different. It, when I talk to Brian Haydad, it doesn't sound so bad. But when you say it, it's like, oh, you marry with kids. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I love my children. Gracie would be your best friend if she met you tomorrow. But I mean, you know. Oh, I bet. I still need to meet her. You've been yeah. taking her to all these birthday parties. She sounds popular. <laughs> See, again, that sounds terrible coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Uh, this is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Bit on Twitter. She's Mackenzie Salmon at Mackenzie Salmon. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. Also available in SoundCloud. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And when you leave a review in iTunes, make sure it's five stars. Don't care what you say as long as it's five stars. Okay, as long before, as it's five stars. As long as it's five stars. See, Mackenzie gets it. Before we jump. Oh, it's all about the ratings. Yes. <laughs> it's all about the likes and the ratings and, yeah. And the retweets. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I let's know. be honest here. Mackenzie, when you post something on Instagram, you're just looking to get likes, as many as possible. You play the hits on Instagram. Can I just put it that way? See, and that's the thing is I'm trying to build my Instagram up because it's crazy. My Twitter has a lot more followers and interactions than my Instagram, which I wish it was the opposite because I'm much more of an Instagram fan. I love posting pictures. Yeah, I've been trying to be more active on Instagram. been posting a little thirst traps, nothing too bad, but you know. It's different than my persona on Twitter. <laughs> it's different than my Instagram, which is a picture of Gracie playing soccer. <laughs> we're, Your we're, Twitter's where you go savage mode. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But more or less, it's because it's so easy. It's like fishing with dynamite with Mississippi State fans. I can't believe Twitter is free. Just the stuff I see on Twitter, I could spend hours and hours on Twitter. I couldn't, but I do. I shouldn't, I do. but I do. 
Okay, I before didn't. we jump to DeMarcus <laughs> Gates, then to Bunky Perkins, because this is it for Mackenzie Salmon, what's coming up for you coverage-wise? What's the top story that you're going to be plugged into over the next couple weeks, month? What are you most intensely focused on? It probably will be where Mississippi stands after this bowl game or during this bowl game, because funny enough, I'm actually not getting sent to the uh, Mississippi state bowl game. USA today network is sending me to the LSU Oklahoma game in Atlanta. So I'll be keeping up with Mississippi state from afar, but let's pretend that that wasn't a humble brag. No, I really did want to go to the Mississippi state game. I've been covering them all year. So I don't know. I've not covered LSU this year, so it'll be interesting covering that game, but I'm excited to see how uh, they do in this year's bowl game. Obviously, last year playing Iowa didn't go too well for them. So, yeah, I'm just excited to see how this bowl game goes and what they do in the offseason because this is going to be make or break for Joe Moorhead as far as getting a good recruiting class with Lane Kiffin coming in and the whole fact of this past season wasn't the best. That's, I guess, what I'm kind of looking for as far as football offseason goes. I didn't see you much this season. I'm anticipating I'm going to see you more with Lane Kiffin now in Oxford. I didn't see you at all, sir. I was at a lot of games this year. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't go to a game. I know you didn't. I was at the games. Uh, you'll probably see me a lot more with basketball season. Once I get back from Indiana, I'll be at a lot of basketball games. Did you ever sure. look around at football and go, where the hell has Ben? I did multiple times. I was like, has Ben just like, <laughs> did he quit? And they're like, nah, he watches from his house in his chair. We have three people there. Chuck's there. David's there. Yancey's there. <laughs> Why do we need a fourth person? We needed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed somebody to be behind the desk to do all of the editorial stuff, the cutting up pictures, the writing the game story. I don't need to be there as another guy in the room to ask, what, one more question of Matt Luke? That's dumb. Hey, whatever <laughs> helped you fall asleep at night, Ben. All right. You're, all of us are out here working hard, and you're Yeah, that's it. I'm taking it easy. That's right. What are you working on right now? Honestly, I've got pretty much the rest of the year. I'm free. I'm not working on a whole lot. I'm going to be doing a few feature videos for the LSU Oklahoma game, but nothing too intense. I'm going to do some uh, some fun videos. I'm going to talk to Bree and Tyree tomorrow and do like a uh, my rapid fire Q and A's that I do. And uh, yeah, just some fun content in the season. Nothing super intense. Okay, only because Mackenzie and I talked about this off the air about a potential podcast that we would love to do that, of course, we're never going to be able to do. Am I asking you this question? For those okay. listeners out there, female, male, doesn't matter, Mackenzie Salmon's top advice right now for dating in 2019. My advice for dating is just, God, don't catfish. Just be yourself. <laughs> I meet so many people online that say stuff behind a screen, but they act different in person, so... I guess that's my advice. Be more yourself in, in 2020. Life's too short. If a guy gets a match on Tinder or Bumble, whatever, what should be the opening line for that guy if he hopes to continue the conversation? I like when a guy tells a funny joke where it's not like a pickup line or a pun. I get some really funny pickup lines that get him to my DMs, but I don't always reply back. I don't know. Something with a funny pickup line. Just don't say like, hey, you're cute. What's your number? Or what's your snap? Yeah, Make don't it. say sup. Oh, my God. That right there, I will just block on yeah. on point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's your advice for 2020 with dating? Because I know See, you're the, problem. The, uh, the person we go to for advice, right? Here's the problem. <laughs> it's changed so much. I don't know how any of you date now. How did you slide into girls' DMs back in the day? You didn't. You went to the bar and hoped to be one pretty girl's 3 a.m. mistake. That's it. What was your game, though? You My game was being mistake. so charming that girls would think I'm funny and wanted to talk to me. So you get really hammered in the pregame. Then you girls go... Girls do love funny guys. I will say that. Girls yes. Girls so... a guy that has a personality overlooks any day. Well, hold on. That's saying that I'm ugly. But anyway, so... No! You would get so hammered... <laughs> You would get so hammered at the pregame that you would be bold once you got to the bar to where if Lil John came on the speakers, you'll get out on the dance floor, even if you're by yourself and dance, not caring. And there's going to be a girl that thinks that's hilarious. I'm going to go dance with him. She'll start vibing you. And then at about 3 a.m. she'll go, you know what? Okay. You know what? I would, uh, if, if little John came on and someone was getting down, I would probably go dance with them. <laughs> See, you're making my so point. Little John. Who listens to little John, Ben? What? That's so like 2006. But again, that's when I was in college. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You're making my point. 
<laughs> there is a podcast to be built with Ben Garrett, McKenzie Salmon. Just the complete age difference as far as what dating is oh, today so to what it was back in my day. That would be hilarious. Yeah. You and I would have some funny views, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Going now to DeMarcus Gates, because there's no transition that's easy. Former Ole Miss linebacker DeMarcus Gates on the Modern Women phone line. Thank you, McKenzie. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Going now to former Ole Miss linebacker DeMarcus Gates on the Modern Woodman phone line. DeMarcus is now in Houston to begin his career in the XFL after an accomplished, albeit short, stay in the Alliance of American Football. I think he led the AAF in tackles. And after he did, got a couple of calls from a couple of NFL teams, but still chasing that dream, that professional dream. Good people is DeMarcus Gates. He's coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. It's Christmas time, the best time of the year. Time to celebrate with family and friends and maybe just treat yourself or a significant other to your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. And there's only one place to stop, and that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. And there's no better time to go. It's year-end clearance time, which means you can save big, big money. They're closing out old models for the new 2020s coming in, so head on over to 2201 East University Avenue that's just past Kroger in Oxford and go get the new Ram 1500, the 2500, a Jeep Wrangler Unlimited, a Dodge Charger, a Chrysler Pacifica. That's in my garage right now. Purchased where? At Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. But there are numerous reasons why drivers choose Alan Samuels of Oxford. They proudly serve Oxford, Batesville, New Albany, Cenotopia, and Memphis, and their teams of sales advisors, service technicians, and financing experts are trained with one focus in mind, addressing each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. At Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, their team will be happy to fill you in on each of the reliable options in their inventory, and when the time comes for you to drive home in your next car, maybe wrap a bow on top of it, their auto finance team will be standing by with solutions to fit your individual needs. They truly have every one of your automotive needs covered. The only question left now is how can they best serve you? So give them a call 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Or the address once more, 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. Former Ole Miss linebacker Demarcus Gates about to join me on the Modern Woodman phone line. Have you ever said to yourself, I'll never be able to retire? Have you wondered what to do with those old 401k plans or other retirement plans from a former job? Do you want to leave a legacy for your children, for your grandchildren? Good news. Your local Modern Woodman agent is here to help. At Modern Woodman, the focus is on you and what's best for your particular situation. The goal of financial planning should be financial security, which Modern Woodman defines as having enough money when you need it the most. So what are you waiting for? Your local agent is Thomas Chandler, and you can give him a call today at 662-296-0186. Again, that's Thomas Chandler, 662-296-0186. Get rid of your financial burden, or just get your finances in order. Modern Woodman, touching lives, securing futures since 1883. Former Ole Miss linebacker DeMarcus Gates now, he's in Houston, continuing his professional career in the XFL. Led the AAF in tackles after leading Ole Miss in tackles in three out of his four starting years. In 2017, 114 tackles, third in the SEC, nine and a half tackles per game. That's insane. D. Gates, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Ben. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, my friend. It's been a while since we caught up. Thanks for coming on. You're now in Houston with the XFL. How you feeling about the XFL and continuing your football career? I'm feeling real good. It's looking real promising. I'm good about it. Just made a decision, you know, to keep pursuing my dreams, playing football. You know, after the AFF, things didn't work out. So, you know, I was just looking for the next opportunity. You know, I just made a decision. I'll keep pursuing my dreams and hopefully have this Houston senior win first XFL championship. You're with the Houston Roughnecks. Head coach is June Jones, the former SMU head coach. What's the experience been like? There are different rules, different practices. Have you had to adjust to that? Just what's the overall experience been like so far in the XFL? Um, it's 
not that big of a difference. Of course, they have their rule changes just like the AFL has, you know, like with um, special teams and stuff like that. They had a little bit more, um, they had more mandated like conditioning tests and stuff like that. Um, but it's still football, you know, we're going to be playing 11 on 11 hard nosed football. So it's, it's no difference. <laughs> so I advise everybody to come out and watch because it's going to be a show to, show to watch. You've always had a nose for the football. And like I said, you led the league, the AAF, in tackles. Venture to say you'll probably be among the league leaders in tackles in the XFL. <laughs> Have you kept up with Ole Miss lately? You've been watching stuff? Almost definitely. I always watch all my Ole Miss, my alma mater. That's my team. That's always going to be my team. So, you know, I've got to gotta be a rebel. Lane Kiffin was recently hired to replace Matt Luke. What would you think of that? Hey, everybody all aboard the lane train. <laughs> so, so I uh, just hope he comes in, you know, gets us back on the right track, um, you know, does his job, staying tuned, and, you know, hopefully win us the SEC championship and that natty, you know what I'm saying? As he said, he came here to be great, not good. So hopefully he lives up to it and Ole Miss gets on that road. You were a part of those teams when Ole Miss was not just good. Y'all were great. Y'all were winning the Sugar Bowl. So Ole Miss can do it, but for Lane Kiffin, how do you get to that point? What does it take at Ole Miss to be among the nation's elite, do you think? Um, for him, you just got to pull everybody together. You know, At this time, there's a lot of commotion going down there at Ole Miss you know, with the coaching teams, you know, with a lot of stuff. So Right now, it's just you got to pull everybody together, pull all the team together. He has to show the team that he's for them too. You know what I'm saying? If they, if they, if he don't show that, they're not gonna want to play for him. That's gonna relate to the field. So he got to come in with his mindset on. I gotta show these guys that that I'm here for them. That he's a, a player's coach. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how I feel. That's how I think he should come in. You know, get those guys attention, but also. Sticking to the old man's way. You know, we always work hard, always been the underdog, quote-unquote. So you just got to come in and play our ball. And I think we'll get back there in no time. You've been in those locker rooms before. You know how it is. How does a coach win over the players? You just got to be honest with the players most of the time. Can't fake it with them, you know. Like, I won't say grown men. Most of them are young men about to be grown. So, you know, they're looking at life a little bit different. So, if you come in with a sideways attitude or, or you're not upfront and honest with them, you know, some people hold that against them, you know what I'm saying? Everybody reacts a different way to certain situations. So, get to know everybody on a personal level, and then it'll go from there. Your favorite Ole Miss memory is what? Favorite Ole Miss memory? I don't know. It's a lot of memories. Uh, I can't even tell. I, I winning every game that we <laughs> That's my favorite Ole Miss memory. You know, just coming together, locker room, being all turned, brothers happy. You know, those bus rides home after after a good win. You know, those those are the memories that last for me forever. So I figured you'd say getting in the face of Dak Prescott in the Egg Bowl. Man, uh, nothing around Mississippi State is a highlight of my day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. It was interesting because Lane Kiffin was asked about the rivalry in his introductory press conference, and he didn't really say much about it. For Ole Miss, yes, of course, Mississippi State is the rival, but with Hugh Freeze, like y'all did, y'all aspired for more, right? You can't make that the most important game of the year. you got to be striving for more, right? Most definitely. Like Mississippi State, that that is our in-state rival. That's our big rival game, of course. But that's not what we're looking for. You know, we we want to we want to we want to be an SEC championship. We want to go to the SEA championship. You know, like just think about that rivalry game. It's just another game on the season that we have to win to get to those points. So you know, big rivalry game against in-state. I think it's more of a rivalry for the for our fans and their fans. It, it helps us out to call it a rivalry game, get us a little amped up to go whoop up on them a little bit more. You're from Georgia. You came in and were really introduced to this rivalry when you got to Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's going to be the same thing. When you tell them about what it's like, what's it like in those games? Because there's a different mood around them, a different atmosphere in the stadiums, a lot more angry. Do the players feel that? Definitely. You, 
you know, you always feel that that heat. You always feel the atmosphere. You know, that's why that home good vintage is always important. You know, you always feel that the fans yelling at you. You know, but that's something that you just have to block out when you're playing the game. But it most definitely gets to you because I know, like when we had played at Texas A&M, I want to say my sophomore year, I had like a hundred and twenty thousand and had the field rocking. Up under you, you feel all that. So you can feel it. You can feel the pressure. Y'all quieted Texas A&M pretty quickly, though, D. Yeah, it did. But once it was rocking, it was rocking. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I promise you, the field was shaking. They were so amped up to play y'all, and then so quickly, maybe when Cody Pruitt returned the interception, <laughs> yeah, it went quiet really fast. That is one of the best parts. I'd say the best part is coming off that fourth quarter with the, with the zeros on the scoreboard and you looked up and you won the final game. But when they, when they's talking all loud and you just set them up real quick, so yeah, that definitely feels great. How have you grown as a player? What is Demarcus Gates the linebacker like now? I feel like I have more technique. Um, you know, I try down to hold hone down on my skills a little bit. You know. Work on more hand placement, wrapping up, taking on blocks and stuff. Um, I just try to do the little things, right? You know, work on the work on the little technique skills to help me out a little bit more. When you look at this opportunity, you're not the only Ole Miss Rebel that's in the XFL. You got Jordan Tiamu, for example, quarterback in St. Louis. I know that the ultimate goal is to get back to the NFL. You had a chance with the Washington Redskins, but. How do you view the XFL, where the league is, and also the opportunity for Ole Miss Rebels and seeing fellow Rebels out there doing the same thing you are, pursuing a dream? Just like you said, it's another opportunity, you know, another opportunity to showcase your talent, show, show the world what you have, show the NFL what you have. You should just not take it for granted, you know, have all these opportunities. You know, everybody don't get second and third chances, but, you know, when that opportunity comes up, you know, you just got to rise to your challenge, yeah put out your best product, I feel like that's what I'm trying and about to do. So I say for the same thing for the Rebels that's coming out next year. Well, in the AAF, you led the league in tackles, like I mentioned. Did you get NFL interest? Did you get some calls? Yes, sir. I thought I um, left the AFL. I had uh, Washington, um, the Vikings, and I want to say the Chargers. Yeah, it was a little interest there. It wasn't too much. As much as much as I thought I would get, but you know it happens. Not too much to worry about. It. Just gotta keep my head down, work a little bit harder, and hopefully uh, next year, you know, something pops out for you. Shit, what else do you gotta do? <laughs> Ain't no telling, but I'm just gonna keep my head down. You know, keep working, and and hopefully I do what I have to do, and they come and get me. <laughs> I mean, look, you can give advice to these young rebels coming up, these young linebackers, just players coming out. What would you say to them about the business side of it? Because you could have the stats like you have, but you got to grind out there. So what advice would you give current Rebels just trying to make it, not just in the NFL, but in any level of professional football? i just say that, you know, just keep working. Keep your head down. Like, don't let somebody saying that you can't do this, can't do this, stop you from, from getting to where you're trying to go. I personally had players who would say that. I wasn't good enough, and I was small, stuff like this. But, you know, I continue to make plays, and that's what they have to do is just continue to put on, make plays on film. The eye and the sky don't lie. And, you know, if they want you, they'll come get you. It is a business side to everything. So I just tell them don't take that business side to heart. And, uh, I feel like I did that for, like, my first year or whatever, but it's just like – you can only control what you can control. That's what I tell them to do. Control what you can control. Work on what you can work on, and then the rest will fall in play. If 2019 DeMarcus Gates could tell, I don't know, 2016, 15, 14 DeMarcus Gates one thing, what would you tell him? Go harder. <laughs> go harder. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all you can do is just go harder. <laughs> Oh, man. It was so funny that whenever we would talk to Dave Walmack and he'd always rave about DeMarcus Gates, but he'd also say, but DeMarcus, when he gets out there, he can improvise a little bit. What did he mean by that? It would be like sometimes, like, I'd just be walking around or something like that. I, I'm not in my right alignment, you know what I'm saying? 
coaches, they want you to write alignment, assignment, all that stuff. So it'd be like stuff like that. I might not be in my right alignment, but I know the ball coming over this way. <laughs> <laughs> that might, <laughs> might be something like that. The hardest hit you gave anybody was when? Oh, no. I got a, I think I had a good hit against Arbor. I think they was running like a little slant route. I can't really bite them a little bit. I don't really try to hit hard. I just be trying to make the tackle. The best tackle is the tackle that gets them on the ground. So when are you going to be back up this way? I saw you recently uh, at a gas station, no less. It was funny. Yeah. I run into D. Gates, and there he is. I'm like, hey, Demarcus, what are you doing back? Uh, so you've been in Oxford. You come home pretty regularly. But now that you're in Houston, when are you going to get back? And when are you going to see a game with Lane Kiffin? I think we have a little break for camp. Uh, I think the 19th, so I'll be back in Oxford then. But um, I'll be there for a few days. But then, should I come back next football season? I got to come check him out, see, see how he turned things around, see, see what he did with our old Miss Rebels. So I would definitely be around to watch the games. Old Miss and Baylor in Houston to open the year next year, right there in your neck of the woods. That worked perfectly for me. <laughs> there you go. I'm already looking out for you, man. Coach Kiffin, if you hear this, go ahead and set me up. <laughs> Yeah, he's DeMarcus Gates, former Ole Miss linebacker, now with the XFL in Houston, formerly the leading tackler of the Alliance of American Football. Really appreciate you. Let's talk again. Most definitely. I appreciate you, Ben. Thanks for having me. That was former Ole Miss linebacker DeMarcus Gates. This is Talk of Champions. My thanks to D. Gates. My thanks to Mackenzie Salmon. Going to Bunky Perkins in just a second. First, I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. Also, check out the Oma Spirit, omaspirit.com and affiliate of 247 Sports. If you're curious about the staff building of Lane Kiffin, the Oma Spirit was the first to report the offensive coordinator hire. Also, have an update about potential assistance, defensive coordinator. Could it be Mike McIntyre's to lose at this point? A lot to cover on the Oma Spirit, omaspirit.com, not to mention plenty of recruiting in the lead up to the early signing period. I don't anticipate Ole Miss signing many, if any, prospects on Wednesday. But they're going to host a number of players this weekend, including a quarterback that was recently offered by Ole Miss. If you want to know the name, go check out my post on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com. Talk of Champions is powered by BNA Bank. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Going back to the Modern Woodman phone line now to talk to Bunky Perkins, a double dip of the Modern Woodman phone line. Hugh Freeze was in Oxford on Tuesday night, seen dining with Lane Kiffin. What was up with that? The real reason is because his house just sold. He was there meeting his friend John Miller, and he ran into Lane Kiffin, spoke to him for a minute, went and sat at his table. But Twitter had some fun. I had some fun. And you'd be shocked to learn Hugh slid into my DMs. But I'll leave it there. That's for another day. For now... It's Bunky Perkins on the Modern Woodman phone line. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. Going out of the Modern Woodman phone line, a double dip on the Modern Woodman phone line. Because by popular demand, Bunky Perkins is here. Bunk, what's up, man? Is it really popular demand? It was like one guy on Twitter. No, no, no. It was on my message board, and you should have seen the likes on his post. Oh, okay. Can you do multiple likes on the same post? You cannot, and you can't vote on your own post either. Okay, well, I, I don't want any nefarious voting on my behalf on the uh, message board. So, yeah, I, I'm here to fulfill whatever requests may be made of you and me to answer absolutely no questions because I don't know anything. I doubt you know nothing. That's, You're like the Varus of Olmus online community. Because honest to God, <laughs> yeah, you're the one that put out the pictures last night of Hugh Freeze being in Oxford. Now, for anyone out there that doesn't have a sense of humor, we know that Hugh Freeze sold his house. We know that he's not there for anything other than he's probably just grabbing dinner with an old friend like John Miller, and he saw Lane there, and he sat down. But that's not fun. It's there. not. 
There was Bunky Parkins putting it out. You have your little birds. There you go. Well, yeah. So that was a great picture. Uh, kudos to, I wish I remember the guy's name. I'll give him credit as to where those pictures came from. But yeah, so I, I think it was a case of they were just kind of in the same place at the same time accidentally. And the optics are not great, certainly. <laughs> But far be it from Hugh Freeze to care about optics. He never has and probably never will. Uh, this is a man that was coaching from a hospital bed uh, like he was on Days of Our Lives at one point. That's a Days of Our Lives reference for all yeah. you 60-year-olds listening, all the housewives out there. I'm surprised that my Mr. Ass cut-up didn't get as much play as I thought it would on Hugh Freeze. Look, after the DX one, I mean, everything else was great. But the DX one was the Coupe de Grace, the... Uh, Peace de, de resistance. It was your best work. You opened up the floodgates. I blame you completely. Now, a lot of that had to do with me being bored as hell at night, but still, it's your fault. Well, but you definitely represented yourself well in that exchange. And it is a lot of fun right now to be an Ole Miss football fan. Who could have said that a mere week ago? Yeah, that's the difference. Someone asked, said politely that we're overhyping. That we're not overhyping anything. We're having fun with Ole Miss football. Yeah, just enjoy this. Like, I, I have no idea if this is going to work out or not. Like, who knows? It's really fun, and it's the most excitement that the program has had in, since what, 2014? 2016. Like, enjoy it. Okay. It's fun, right? Let's just have fun. And, and I hope it works out. Honestly, this might be, and kudos to Keith Carter and the administration for doing this, like, that's probably the best hire they could have made given the circumstances, and has injected the program with life and excitement that it did not have a mere week previous. So let's just enjoy it. It's going to be fun. And the other part is, hey, all the national media, not really talking about that Norvell to Florida State hire, are they? No. Everyone is talking about the Kiffin Ole Miss hire yep. because it's exciting and it's fun and it's fun to have Lane Kiffin back in the SEC. So, hey, it's neat that we're coming off a four-win football season and we're still talking about Ole Miss football. That's the point. Everyone right. is in on this before he's even coached a game. I made the comparison in my last podcast before this one, the Bradley Sal podcast. This hire is the equivalent to Bruce Pearl at Auburn. Two programs down in the dumps, in their respective sports. They hire a guy with a bit of a checkered pass, comes in and immediately makes them nationally relevant. Everyone is talking about Lane Kiffin because that's what he brings. And if you're Ole Miss, that's what you needed. Nothing is worse than being completely irrelevant. In the national media, even if they're talking crap about you, that's a good thing because Ole Miss wasn't being talked about at all. No one was talking about us. And I got a lot of Twitter replies over the last couple of days of – Oh, well, enjoy going six and six next year. Yeah, I'm really going to enjoy going six and six yeah. because we weren't going six and six otherwise. Like six and six, if you've seen our schedule, especially on the front end, I will be ecstatic. <laughs> and so let, let's just enjoy it. There's a lot of energy in the program now. I think he's going to do a really good job of recruiting. I think that was one of the main concerns. Like one of the main, we got to keep this recruiting class together. You know what? You hire Lane Kiffin. Who cares? It will take care of itself. And my whole deal with recruiting is I get it. It's the lifeblood of every college football program. If Lane Kiffin is the hire, I'll take the short-term loss for the long-term gain because, yeah, it's going to hurt, but you assume with his track record that it's going to be good in the long term and the excitement that he brings is worth it because you were going to lose a bunch of fans. You were not going to be able to sell season tickets. And, yes, you're absolutely right. That's the point you have to make. No matter who the coach was, whether it was Bill Belichick, Lane Kiffin, Matt Luke, probably starting two and five next year. But ending that year with Lane Kiffin as the head coach and six and six, or six and six with Matt Luke, Mike Norvell, even, the excitement level is different when it's Lane Kiffin. If oldest football was a stock and you were investing in the program, you would be long on our program. It's not going to be a quick one year fix. There is a lot of talent on the team, and they're all freshmen. If Kiffin can come in and hire a good staff that can capitalize on that and grow something, who knows in three years where we'll be. Hopefully in the upper echelon of the SEC West competing against Alabama's and the LSU's in the world. There's no downside. You may not like Kiffin personally. That's fine. Whatever. I get it. But 
you could not have made a better hire. And kudos to Keith. Great job. My man came in on short notice. He's firing coaches left and right. He's making hires. He's a smiling assassin. Keith might be the nicest guy I know. Great dude. My man came in and did what needed to be done when a lot of other people wouldn't do it. Look, I told Keith straight up to his face, one-on-one, you had to have some balls. And you made the most non-Ole Miss hire ever. And my favorite argument from old Ole Miss fans against Lane Kiffin, well, he won't be here but like three or four years. You know the longest tenured coach at Ole Miss in the modern era is David Cutcliffe with six years. Freeze was here five. Houston Nutt was four. Orgeron was three. Matt Luke was three. Come on. Who cares? If Lane Kiffin wins, who cares if he's gone in three years? You'll still be in the same cycle you're always in. And if he wins big... The program will be in a better place then than it would have been three years more with Matt Luke. And it's a different, I guess, if you read into the narrative that's being put out there, is it's a different Lane Kiffin. He's been he's been humbled. He's not the 33 year old that took the Tennessee job and bolted after a year to go to USC. Sure, I man. Yeah, maybe it's the same guy, and that's fine. It's still a good hire. If he left in three years, I'd, I'd still say it was a good hire. It's just fun to talk about the program in non-depressing terms for the first time in quite a while. The memes yeah. themselves, the gifs themselves, it's just a different attitude towards how you approach Ole Miss football online. Bunky has gone from Mr. Depressed and just dogging anything because it was just nothing fun to have it as much fun as possible and effectively torturing me because I went down the rabbit hole of wrestling promos and titantrons that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise if it had been anybody but Lane Kiffin. Even if it's Mike Norvell, you don't do that if he's coming off the plane. No. I even had I even had a Mississippi State Twitter account, which a prominent one, messaged me like two days ago. And basically the gist of the message was, I don't know how much longer I can stomach the positivity coming out of your Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't worry, it'll change eventually. But, yeah, it's fun. Just enjoy it. Let's have fun. Let's tweet pictures of him in a visor and bleach blonde hair looking like he just stepped out of a Madison uh, Dick Sporting Goods. Let's just <laughs> let's enjoy that. Oh, I have a take for you, a take that I dropped okay. on the last podcast. The most significant Ole Miss football development since Ole Miss signed Eli Manning. I don't know. I'd say the freeze hiring. Yeah, it ended horribly, but like we were in such a bad place then to come out of that to where we got to. Now, we paid for it more than we should have, but it's in the top three for sure. I would say so. it's second only to Eli because Hugh Freeze, when they hired him, did not generate the same excitement locally or nationally as Lane Kiffin. Remember, when Hugh Freeze was hired, everybody was clamoring for a Kirby Smart hire and saying, oh, if they hire Hugh Freeze, I'm done. I'm done. Everybody wanted Lane yeah. Kiffin, and they got it. This is the most excitement we've had for a head coaching hire. It's true, but it's painful to say, is the most excitement we've had in the head coaching hire since Houston Nutt. Oh, God. I think everybody was really excited when, he, when Houston Nutt came because three years of seeing all this talent wasted by poor coaching – you know, Everyone just hindsight. wanted to see competency as head coach in Houston. Right. It didn't matter if it was anybody as long as they were competent. I don't think they preferred Houston Nut. I don't think they necessarily no. even liked that it was Houston Nut. But they knew with the talent on campus, he was going to win enough. Yeah, he was going to figure it out. And he did for two years, and then he just stopped caring, which, you know. <laughs> don't sue me for that, Houston, if you're listening to the podcast. Hey, did you hear? He's interested, highly interested in UTSA. Well, he didn't get the job. They hired Arkansas's running back coach. Yeah, I know. I know. He is interested in... in every job. Yeah. If there's a job, and this was one of the more mild coaching cycles that we've had. Like, none of the really big jobs other than the Florida State came open. Unless, of course, let's see what happens with the Cowboys job. And, and if they go after Baylor's coach, Oklahoma's coach, Urban Meyer, I don't know. God. I mean, let's see how that all goes down. But yeah, this has been a pretty tame coaching cycle. See, and this is going to be maybe a little bit of a stretch, but Keith Carter got in on a good cycle. 
I don't think in another cycle he gets Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss was the second best open coaching job in the country. Oh, Arkansas is coming hard for you. You can feel free. No, look at who they hired. Nobody wanted that job. They went way down the list. I would venture to say Sam Pittman was not even on the list. Eventually, when they got desperate, and I know this, you, you talk about my little birds. I know this for a fact. Barry Looney was told he had the job on Friday, like last Friday. Whoa. Yeah. I think it got back to probably some of the board of trustees and maybe some of the former offensive linemen that are now pros, guys like Frank Ragnall, uh, who were coached by Sam Pittman, and they threw Sam Pittman's name out there as an alternative. And now Arkansas is where they are. And, yeah, could you imagine that? It was a hot mess. I kind of had an in on what was going on, at least a little bit. Shocker. And it was a hot mess after they didn't get Norvell or Kiffin. Couldn't come to agreement on Drinkwitz, even though he's a Northwest Arkansas guy. Just think about Drinkwitz going to Mizzou instead of Arkansas. Mizzou's on crazy. like the same probational miss just came off of. You are not going to win for at least three years in that program because of what they just got hit with. That's how bad the Arkansas job was. Not from a resources standpoint. Arkansas has got more resources or as many as anybody. Wasn't a money thing. They got more money than most SEC schools. It was simply a holy cow, what a dumpster fire the roster is. Like it's a complete rebuild. It is a five year job that is going to take all five years. True or false, though, had they engaged Hugh Freeze, he takes that job. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He walks to Fayetteville. There's no way they would have done that. They'd have hired Looney before. And hiring Looney would have been crazy. That would have been so bad. They would have done that before they hired Freeze. Like Freeze was not getting his best chance. Now, granted, he just signed an extension with Liberty. Like His only chance was Memphis. And I think once Memphis told him it's not happening, like he went ahead and signed with Liberty. That so, Yes Sir video with Sam Pittman? Man, it's, it's got so much old school Coach O energy, but not like the current rendition of Coach O. Not the good kind. I, well, I mean, that's debatable, but <laughs> God, that's going to be such a tough job. By all accounts, his players love him. By all accounts, he's a good recruiter. That sounds a hell of a lot like the guy we just fired at Ole Miss. Yeah. Let's see what kind of staff he puts together. He claims that there were like over a hundred coaches text messages and wanting to come coach at Ar- Arkansas. Release the list. Rough... Release the list. Right. Who are these hundred individuals? I need to talk with them. Yeah. That's a super tough job. Like going from, I mean, Bielema wasn't great, but he wasn't awful. He kept them competitive. And at the end, I don't know if it was just a lack of recruiting or what, but man, once they transformed into whatever Chad Morris was trying to do, and what it became like they completely fell flat on their face because they tried to bring in a bunch of transfer quarterbacks this past year, brought the kid from SMU, the kid from A&M, and none of them were good. They played five quarterbacks this year, five. Jerry's boy got in there, though. He did. He did. And, and I mean, he's a little bitty fella. And KJ Jefferson got in there and then they played. Uh, I think KJ can Lindsay, be good. The last game. Yeah, I think so. He's good. Obviously a very good athlete. He's. I mean, he's a freshman. I, I think he's their best option going forward. That's a tough-ass job. Before we wrap this up, somebody wanted me to do the wrestling comparisons to every coach in the SEC. I'm not necessarily going to do that. But if Nick Saban is obviously John Cena and Lane Kiffin is obviously Chris Jericho because he's Chris Jericho, give me some right. other wrestling comps for coaches currently in the SEC. We'll get right back to Bunky Perkins in this edition of Talk of Champions after this brief word on the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood in Cheney's Pharmacy. I think we can all agree that Oxford has expanded. Our small little town, the home of the Ole Miss Rebels, is now jam-packed with new developments across the board from housing to restaurants, shops. And while Oxford is bustling like never before, it's made it hard on all of us to find the perfect home in the perfect spot. No one wants to spend three hours going to the grocery store. Fortunately, the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood, is here for you. An innovative new development brought to you by John Welty Realty. 
It's just blocks from the historic Oxford Square, offering 48 acres that connects homes and restaurants with arts and businesses, setting a new standard for community living with keen detail to ease and classic elegance. One day you might be hungry. You take a few steps outside your front door, go to the grocery store. Maybe you'll get a drink at the brewery. Maybe spend some time shopping at one of the many offerings that the Lamar will have once development is done. Build out is happening right now, so get in while you can. The houses are modern, open concept, one bedroom, two bedroom, whatever you're looking for in a home, the Lamar has the perfect spot for you. But you want to learn more, so call John Welty today, 662-638-6710. That's 662-638-6710. Hello at the LamarOxfordMS.com. Hello at the LamarOxfordMS.com. The Lamar is hot, the only place to live in this jam-packed town that we call home, Oxford, Mississippi. The Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. When it's football season, all you want to do is be around football. Even when you make your trip to the pharmacy, you want to see Ole Miss. The best pharmacy to go to, the only Ole Miss pharmacy really to go to, is Cheney's Pharmacy for all your pharmaceutical needs. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally-owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online, Cheney'sPharmacy.com. And Cheney's Ole Miss is always in season. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Holy cow. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. That, putting me on the spot. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I haven't watched enough. Okay. Dan Mullen would be Baron Corbin <laughs> because Dan Mullen is supposed, like, has all the attributes of, like, a good coach, but, like, he's just so bland and boring and just kind of milk toast. He continues to get shoved down our throats. So I think he's probably a good Baron Corbin comp. Kirby um, Smart is Randy Orton. Yeah. I was thinking Kevin Owens, maybe just like no, not No, no, Kevin Owens is fun. Randy Orton is a cookie cutter, just by the book wrestler that is boring. No one has any energy for him anymore, but he still wins, and that's enough. That's true. I'm trying to think SEC West. I can't come up with Joe Moorhead. I can't figure it out. Man, he's just so boring. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's Dean Malenko. He's Dean Malenko. Like, he's technically sound. Everyone says, oh, he's such a great offensive coordinator. Offensive genius. Uh, he taught Joe Brady everything he knows and well-respected by his peers. But holy cow, is he boring. He would be Dean Malenko. Ed Orgeron would have to be Brock Lesnar because Brock needs somebody to speak for him. Maybe. George the Animal Steel, if we want to go really old school. No, that's Sam Pittman. You, you know that. Yeah, that's true. The Missing Link, that's like some good uh, East Texas wrestling. The Von Erichs, he, he was part of that. Yeah, I think Brock's a good – he's just a big old meathead, right? Brock Lesnar almost died from diverticulitis because he, all he ate was meat, like refused to eat vegetables. And that's how I feel at Orgeron probably is. Like that guy has never seen a green in his life. He's like, can you stuff it in a sausage for me and serve it to me in, in, in a brown watery substance? I will eat it. Derek Mason would be like Kevin Owens because he says everything and makes you love him. And what he says, you get behind it and you believe in him. But God, he loses every time it matters. Right. He's got kind of the shield look to him. He kind of dresses like the fourth member of the shield because he's always wearing that vest. A little bit of Braun Strowman. You want to believe, you want to believe that he's going to be good and go over. He never does. Yeah. I was shocked he, he survived this year. I guess, I guess toward the end of the year, because, oh boy, when we played them, man, they were bad. I had seen some bad Vandy teams, but that was real. they were really bad. And then they, they, who did they upset? Vanderbilt upset then number 22, Missouri, 21 to 14. That's what it was. God, Mizzou fell off the cliff. Yeah. But man, when we played them, they were so bad. I mean, we ran for like 500 yards on them. Yeah, it was bad. It was yeah, really, it was really bad. Really we were setting all kinds of rushing records. <laughs> that will never be touched. That's the, that's the hilarious thing about the Rich Rod era. 
we have set some rushing records that will never be eclipsed with Ole Miss. John Rice like, Plumley set the single season rushing record for a quarterback in Ole Miss history. And no one talks about be it because it doesn't matter. They went four and eight. Yeah, he ran for a thousand yards this year. They'll never be broken. Think about our best running quarterback before him was Chad Kelly, maybe. Brad Schaefer? Yeah, well, yeah. But like Chad was a competent runner. He ran when he needed to, but he wasn't like a run first guy. Yeah, I mean, he has a huge arm. And so the Rich Rod era offensive numbers that were put up by on the on the ground will never be eclipsed. And I'm fine with it. Like, let's never even talk about it again. See, that was my deal with Matt Luke. That was my criticism. And it's not personal because everybody likes Matt. And it's awesome that he's landed with Georgia the way he has his associate head coach and offensive line coach. But in 50-50 games, let's just generously say they played four 50-50 games. They were 0 for 4, including a Missouri team that fell apart. You look at those teams that we lost to, and you're like, how? You watch them later in the year. Arkansas should have legitimately beat Missouri at the end of the year. Like That's how bad it was. And Ole Miss was pretty well whipped in that game against Missouri. Yes. And then you've got the A&M game, the Auburn game, which you look at Auburn at the end of the year and you're like, okay, that's that team's better than Ole Miss. But Auburn gave us 10 opportunities to win that football game. Yeah. That, more than anything, was an indictment on Matt Luke's end at Ole Miss. And like you said, super nice guy. Kids love him. By all accounts, a competent offensive line coach. And I honestly can't believe that's the other thing. This is not even a coaching thing. This is a life thing. So his buyout with Ole Miss. It's going to pay him $166,000 a month for 48 months. Okay. All right. And instead took a assistance job at Georgia. Like how much money? Maybe there was some sort of agreement between Ole Miss and him that, hey, let's mitigate this whole thing. We'll pay you a lump sum. Maybe that happens. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm working on trying to get that. Yeah. Right. But let's just assume that he left all that money on the table to go be an offensive line. He didn't. Coach in he Georgia. didn't. He didn't. He's still getting he money. I get you want to continue to coach and continue to get your name out there because if you sit a year, it's even more difficult to get back in and this and that. But holy cow, I'd be living that Gene Chiswick life where I would just be like, I'm going to wear ridiculous button down shirts and live off my buyout my entire rest of my life. But what a football guy. Yeah, just chiseled out of stone, that guy. He's living the dream, man. Look, I do not begrudge guys who take that check and decide, you know what, I'm going to let somebody else do this. My whole deal is, if I were Matt, I'd at least take the year off. I mean, Thad Mata, he's got a clause in his contract, his buyout contract with Ohio State, to where he has to interview for jobs to keep getting that check. He was never going to take Ole Miss. He was never going to take Georgia. But he got out there, he interviewed, and he's getting that check. If you're Matt Luke, right. you could have interviewed all you want. doesn't matter who it was. Just keep interviewing. Yeah. Don't take jobs. Cash those checks and go to the Bahamas every month. I guess the other part, you sit out a year, your hireability drops, unless you're like Urban Meyer. You That's know? the best like, landing spot he could have possibly gotten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just worked out where Pittman was leaving. And, and it worked out for all parties involved. And there should be no ill will anywhere up and down the line. Ole Miss fans should be happy with how everything worked out. Matt Luke, his family should all be happy how it all worked out. Georgia should be happy. Lane Kiffin should be happy. Let's all be happy. Let's enjoy. It's the Christmas season, Ben. Let's enjoy. (laughs) Last one, real quickly. If you had to rank the SEC head coaches right now, where would Lane Kiffin rank? Uh, Are we just doing the West? He's middle of the pack in the West. No, I'm talking about overall. 14 teams. Okay. You know who the He's 14 coaches are. Of the pack. I mean, you got to put, obviously, Saban. You've got to put Gus. You've got to put Kirby. You've got to put Ed O. And maybe Dan Mullen ahead of him. But other than that, who you put ahead of him? So and the only reason it. I'm putting guys like Kirby and Ed O ahead of him, it's not because I think they're more competent football coaches. It's just because they have won – Bigger, more recently. Yeah, Lane has not coached a game in the SEC yet. <laughs> That's right. It was just a f- football IQ question. He's pretty high up there. So we're football saying his IQ. floor is probably six right now, maybe seven. Yeah, seven. I think just middle of the road. I think somebody. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the quote was. It was like Lane Kiffin's floor is lower than like if we hired Norvell, but his ceiling's so much higher. Yeah. All good things can happen, and if bad things happen, it's not any different than what we've been going through the last three years. If bad things happen, it'll be fun as hell no matter what. 
That's right. Like, Ole Miss is interesting whether it wins or loses with Lane Kiffin, period. Right. I live nine hours away from Oxford. It is very difficult for me to get to Oxford for a game. When they hired Kiffin, this is the first time I'm like, you know what? I could go over there for a game or two this next year. You couldn't have caught me dead in Oxford the last three years. And so the fact that I'm even considering it is a, a big step in the right direction. Yeah, but you got that dad energy to where when it comes time to go to the game, you go, oh, well, you know, I got to mow the grass and oh, we got to go to a birthday party for my daughter. and uh, All that is real. Yep. Uh, that is so real. I, I, I didn't get to watch a full game all year. And so the thought of even going to sit in a stadium and watch a game is sounds miserable to you. Yeah. It's outrageous. <laughs> He's Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins on Twitter. Took some time out of his busy day chasing Ole Miss rumors via the dark areas and corners of the internet. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate the dark it. Web. Yeah. Appreciate hey man, you. Always. That was Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins on Twitter. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Colin Brister, the typical co-host of this show, at Colin Brister. Mackenzie Salmon at Mackenzie Salmon. Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins. And I don't know D. Gates' Twitter handle off the top of my head, but go check him out on Twitter too, if he even has a Twitter handle. D. Gates is good people. Back next week with two more shows, and then it's Christmas break. Some best of stuff to come, as well as a year in review for Ole Miss sports. That should be wild. So be on the lookout for that. Also, again, go to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate of 247 Sports. Back next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.